You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to The Human Condition. I'm Sean Davis. Vince is out on uh, expedition with his kids over in Europe. And uh, today we have our first guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Good friend of mine, Justin Cole. Thank you, Sean, for inviting me onto the show, man. I uh, I appreciate it. Honored that uh, you feel I would be an adequate uh, replacement. Um, just about myself. Uh, grew up uh, blue collar, lower middle class. Uh, two great loving parents. Um, now I'm a person in long term recovery. Um, have a bachelor's in social work, master's in social work. Um, certified alcohol and drug counselor and, uh, um, certified trauma practitioner. Um, currently work, uh, in clinical social work. And, um, yeah, when you asked me to be on here and, uh, um, you know, knowing and talking to you and watching some of the episodes with you and Vince, um, you know, and you allowing me to choose a topic, uh, it was easy for me, uh, to want to get in and dive into, uh, the idea of, uh, anxiety and, um, it being the most prevalent mental health disorder in, in the nation, um, uh, especially prevalent in America, um, uh, many causes and conditions, um, you know, when it comes down to the human condition and um, anxiety is is what I think may be the epidemic and hopefully uh, hopefully something that leads to a, a, a greater human evolution in the future. That's also, you know, I don't identify much with, uh, you know, any any titles or degrees, mostly just, uh, you know, try to identify with being a a human being that is super curious about other human beings and their lives and, you know, the evolution of society and, and what led us to where we are now. And, and certainly being a dad, I'm, um, uh, you know, concerned about, uh, where the condition leads us in the, t- into the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's just get right into it. You know, I, uh, a lot of us, I've, I, I think anxiety comes in more forms now than anything. I, I think just by the environment that we're living in today, when you have single parent households or even two parent households to make things, uh, everyone's working. Everyone's working. There's a lack of time. There's more confusion. There's more confusion amongst adults right. with children. Children see that. Uh, I think children can inherit a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, you can even go back to the womb. If a mother who's pregnant is having a lot of anxiety and um, the life that she's living is chaotic while she's pregnant, a lot of that will trans- transfer over to the newborn and then you you still have it in DNA almost. And then as we get older in our rearing 
type years watching society um, causes panic. Sure. You know, sure. Watching media. I remember watching, I remember watching Ronald Reagan get shot in 1980. Uh, They cut into Bugs Bunny that night. And like, (laughs) it was like, like some serious shit. Like my parents were watching TV. Right. President's been shot. We're like, whoa, you know, some things, you know, as you see the news, it creates fear. Sure. Unsettled, Mm -hmm. unsettling. And then if you're, constantly bombarded with that as a youth i'm only going to have more anxiety right especially if you have anxiety underneath the household and stuff then it just multiplies then you know for my instance i'm 13 socially awkward uh moved to new school i don't relate can't really relate with other humans vodka was my solution and uh and i I ran that play as long as I could, mm-hmm. you know, until it caused problems. Of course. Same here. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I mean, when you, you brought up the news, I stay away from watching the news. Um, I come, I, I get my news as it comes secondhand a lot of the times. Uh, definitely causes me distress in my life. Um, the, the, the quote that you put up, you know, I think, I think the way society is led is, um, I, I just don't know if we were designed to live in such a loud and, uh, chaotic environment like most are, both in the households and in communities. Um, you know, as far as causes, there, there's very little, and from what I know to suggest that, um, anxiety is brought on by anything genetic. Um, it is mostly developmental. It is early childhood experience. Um, it's a learned behavior. It's something that's modeled. Um, we tend to cope with it the way that we see our parents and, and those that are closest to us cope with it. Um, I think it's increasingly gotten worse. And one thing, uh, you know, biologically, we're, anxiety was is meant. You know, us us as human beings, anxiety was meant to be something good. Um, it's an indicator to us. Fear, fear and worry uh, is necessary, obviously, for our survival. Um, you know, two big influences of mine currently. Um, Jordan Peterson has a lot of uh, great information. Very, he's. Uh, much more analytical and <laughs> cynical, I would say, in his approach, but I think he's, uh, he's right on. Um, I also respect and study a lot of Eckhart Tolle, um, more of anxiety as a result of identification with thought. Um, so creating scenarios and worries in our minds that, um, about the future that are probably not even going to happen. Uh, I think this has become um, habitual, and it becomes habitual in people's lives as individuals, but it's also as a society, I think in America especially, uh, it's become this habitual mental conduct to live up to certain expectations, to live up to a certain potential, 
to have these pressures. And with that comes this identification with thinking and creating these scenarios in my mind so I can meet your expectations or meet my parents' expectations or meet, uh, you know, the world's expectation of me that, that, uh, you know, for example, that I go to school and get a college, go to college and get a great job and have a family. And, um, and, and I think through that we, um, have, we have this, this plague really that, uh, causes us to stay trapped, to stay victim to our minds, to our thinking, um, and, and creating, you know, I like the term, I don't know where it came from. It's not my term, but it's, it's misuse of imagination. Uh, there's a misuse of imagination, um, where I let it run rampant and I create these scenarios and the body doesn't know the difference. Um, you know, uh, Eckhart Tolle example is if I'm standing in the room with a tiger that, that I'm meant to feel anxiety in that right, situation. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I should be scared shitless and I should want to run out of the room and anxiety is in us for that purpose. Um, but many of us, uh, you know, 40 million Americans approximately, um, probably the number is much greater than that. We, we create tigers in the room in our minds on a daily basis, almost for most of us all day, every day until some solution is found. Um, some awakening is had or, um, some intervention of some kind is made through you know, various various means i think i think the system the systems that are in place uh, cause a lot of anxiety and fear you know as you're going to school when you're young if you don't get educated if you don't continue your education you're going to be poor. You yeah. won't be able to provide. You're you won't be able to be do anything. this. And, and they yeah. feed you things that aren't even attached to your, your gift set. You know, I believe that we're all brought here uh, with a certain set of skills and a certain set of gifts that are, are unique sure. to me. Yep. And a lot of times I believe in the system and stuff. It's like, forget about your gifts. This is what you need to do. You need to get this, go through elementary go through middle school go through high school get into college go into debt get this job and it could be so far from your gifts and in the same time while i'm not using my gifts and i'm doing something that might be the opposite of what i should be doing i'm going to have a, a struggle mm-hmm. and i'm going to I'm, I'm going to have natural anxiety because it's not in flow with my spiritual self i'm i'm living in this material based society that's got all these levels, right. you know, and, and yep. how to achieve these levels. And most of them are there in place for us for control. To, to, yeah. And, and as a, a false coping, you know, to, to, uh, to distract from life instead of interacting with life. I, I, um, 
I think about that a lot. Um, sitting in front of the TV as opposed to going on an adventure, creating some experience for myself, um, you know, entertainment and, uh, you know, we we could blame, we could sit here all day and and blame it on, you know, a ton of things, but it, it comes down to the individual making a choice, I believe, um, to having and building some awareness around that. Yes. Um, a person making some admission to themselves that, um, regardless of the pressures that have been placed upon me either by my family or by society or the world, I have a, I have a choice to believe in this egoic mind that's, uh, telling me a lie, that's building a false scenario in my head, that's trying to, um, alleviate some future emotional pain that I might never, probably will never experience. And if, even if I do experience, it's probably not going to be as fucking bad as it would have been otherwise that, or other, how I create it in my mind. Um, but I think it comes down, regardless, we have our environment, we have how we are and where we are. Um, and for for myself, I choose to want to live within that and and not be blind to it, to have the veil lifted, to be awake to the fact that, yes, um, my mind still creates these scenarios sometimes of things that will never happen. But just making that, just having an individual make that admission to themselves I think is the biggest first step. I mean, similar to recovery. I mean, we make an admission to ourselves before any further steps are made. That's, you know, we're building awareness of the truth that I have a choice to believe that this tiger is in the room or I don't. And I can, I can start telling myself the truth and, using practices, whether it be therapy or whether it be, um, you know, meditation or mindfulness is very popular now, some sort of emotional regulation to be able to bring the truth to the forefront of my mind so that fear or that unneeded worry can fall to the background, I think is at least the beginning you know, and I, I know when you and I discussed prior to this having having some conversation about the um, overuse of prescription medication and, um, you know, not just opiates for pain, but, but benzos. Um, um, there's also this laziness within their, our culture that, man, I can go to my primary care physician and get a get a bottle of 30 Xanax. Why, 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 why would I want to work? Why would I, why would I want to spend four, you know, why would I want to spend four or five hours a week doing, changing my lifestyle and working on my behavior and my, my cognitive ability and working towards some sort of awakening? Why, why would I even bother doing that when I can take a pill? Just give me the pill. Just give me, it's easier. Yep. You know, no one really, I think that a lot of this is um, people's perception of time is very skewed and it takes time to heal 
everyone in this today's society is always give me the quick fix. I want to be fixed now. You know, it might take going to a therapist for six to eight months to unravel the the tiger. You mm-hmm. know, to get the tiger out of the room, it may take six to eight months. Mm-hmm. It may take six to eight months to realize that that tiger isn't really real, mm-hmm. that I made it up myself. But I had to have someone show me that I am not my thoughts right. and I am not my thinking. And that's that right there, that type of level of consciousness is still rare. Mm-hmm. You start going out into the real world and telling people that you're not your thoughts and you're not your mind. They're going to look at you like Who you're crazy. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? You know, and, and the thing no is. sense to me. Right. Right. Because up in here is. Where I live. Where I live. Right. You know, and, yeah. and, and I have it a particular way and I've had it a particular way for a long time. It may change from circumstance to circumstance in different realms and different traumas it may create something different mm-hmm. but for the most part um you know until a crisis happens most people don't want to change sure and and i think there's value in that pain as well i mean i i, I know you and i agree upon this i mean the scenario the, the the old adage of like the 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 lobster shedding its shell it doesn't do that until the pressure gets bad enough when the pain gets bad enough um you know my my worry is is that when that pressure happens that that people choose that easy fix instead of evolving and into a certain level of awakening um to to working on themselves and 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 putting effort whatever that effort is i mean um, even, even as a clinician, I'm not even, I'm not even saying that that's the right move for everybody. And then I'm not discounting that, you know, brain chemistry and there's not, there's not a, a certain level of population that medications are beneficial. Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't want to go to extremes and I don't want to go off on tangents too much, but I do believe and I, and my hope is that, that that pain is is used to to be learned from and uh there's a theory out there and and i i like to believe it it gives as a cynical guy (laughs) it gives me optimism to think that the next step in our human evolution is that we achieve awakening without pain that at some level um at some time in the future, whether, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, whether it's, it's in her age or, or her children's age or whatever, uh, that people are awake to the fact uh, that, that they are not their thinking, that the misuse of imagination and the scenarios created are not necessary, and that I can still learn and grow and strive to be my authentic and true self without having to experience a shitload of pain to push me there. So we can break it down to something of the nature of accepting pain as the hardship to peace, but without having to experience the pain. Trying to find that peace and serenity without right pain. Right. Get the awakening early. Right. Heaven on and, earth, right? Right, and know that pain is just part of the process. Right. You know, that loss is part of the process. Anxiety, 
having some level of fear is going to be what it's going to be. We're all going to have to experience it and just be awakened to the fact that these things will occur and that I have a set of tools learned somehow, some way to help me heal through this process. Mm-hmm. I mean, life is tragic. I mean, life is always going to be tragic. Oh, that you know, was like Taoism, they yeah. say life is suffering. It, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. And and I debate whether like pain is necessary, suffering is optional. I, I you know, I, I think it's just it's part of part of living life. You you don't escape tragedy. You um inevitably are going to lose people that you care about. Uh relationships are going to end. Um, you know, expectations you have for yourself aren't end up going to be getting met. Um, the list goes on and on and on, you know, life, life is tragic. And that's, you know, that's where I, where I kind of, uh, latch on more to a Jordan Peterson of just, um, especially with young men, um, finding purpose just finding a purpose, finding a, taking some sort of um, responsibility in the world, finding your place in the world, like you said, like um, using my talents and seeing where those talents fit into the world instead of um, having expectation, whatever that quote is that, uh, you know, God's, uh, uh, my, my, my gift, my talents are God's gift to me, how I use those talents or my gift back to him or the universe, however you want to look at it. Um, and, and living from a place where, uh, that alleviates, I think a lot of the pressure and anxiety, um, that is learned. But regardless of that, I think this is, this is always going to come down to, um, an individual, an individual choice, an individual awakening. And then at some point, my hope is that as a collective, um, whether it be in an Amer- in America or just in certain communities, certain communities, I think it's already happening collectively, um, where where people are awakening um, at a much greater rate, um, and I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I, I, you know, like I said, whether it, whether it happens or doesn't happen, just for me personally, it gives me a more optimistic view of the future um not only for myself but but my child that that she won't have to experience the pain i had to experience and so on and so on and i think i think history has shown that um i i just think that you know somehow like our our parents generation and their parents generation um, dealt with it in different ways and life in a lot of ways was, was much simpler than, um, the, you know, social media, uh, even though we're doing a podcast, that's social <laughs> media right now, you know, information wasn't as abundant. You weren't inundated with all right. this, you know, you, you weren't being bombarded with chaos. Yeah. Right. I mean, you still had pressures and expectations, but our parents lived in a way that that was simpler. Um, so I think 
if we're going to continue on, and I got, I got no beef with technology and, and the direction that technology is going, um, you know, I, I, I have my stances. I, I, I have my admiration for it. Certainly have my fucking concerns about it. Um, uh, but at the same time, I, I think that there's, um, can be an optimistic view despite that, that, that the generations ahead, um, can, can awaken and, um, can find solutions to anxiety, um, free, free of medication, um, seeking to live a simple life, seeking to live a life that, um, gives them meaning, whatever that is for the individual. I think, you know, it, it's such a interesting thing to think about that. This is so, it's so individualized, it's so personalized, but, but there's so many commonalities at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. There's like this conundrum that comes with anxiety that, that it's, there's so many similarities between the people that experience it, but it's so personal. You know what I mean? At the same, they own it. At the same time, it's yeah, like u- my, it's unique for me. Like my anxiety is so personal to me, and there's no way you could possibly understand it. But there are so many commonalities, yeah. and whether that's just what that is, or the, or it is because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to say you know like have conversations that you and I ha- have on a daily basis that are like hey Sean I'm all fucked up in the head about this let me get it out for a while tell me your perspective and and reach out for support i mean i think it's rare um and i and i certainly am grateful like i have you and i have other men in my life like you um, that we're able to share openly and honestly, it's the, you know, like, like our, uh, our, our guru, uh, uh, (laughs) supervisor at at work, the Sangha, you know, like the community of, of people, it takes, it takes a community and it takes a voice and it takes an openness to be able to talk about these things and, and shine light on them. Uh, let people know that, they're not alone in in their fear. They're not alone in their worry. Um, that finding some admission or some awakening around it uh, is very much possible. Um, I mean, really, like why I wanted to come on here. I mean, um, and 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 that there are solutions, and the solutions may be difficult. And the solutions may be more painful, but there's always risk. You know what I mean? There's there's risk of staying in my anxiety and living a fucking miserable life. And there's also risk of change, of who I'm going to become. If I, if I awaken and start disidentifying with my thinking and to just be present in the moment, there's fear in that as well. So, so I think it's funny that people choose to live. It's like if I'm, I think I've heard Jordan Peterson give this example as well. Like if I'm in a dead end job, 
that I hate, there's a risk of putting my resume together. There's a risk of going out and looking for a new job. Am I going to find a new job? What's it going to be? Who are the people? Who am I going to work with? There, there's all these, you know, these, these scenarios, yeah. this list of fear that I create in my head. But there's also also the risk of Success. living the rest of my life in this dead end fucking job that <laughs> that that's making me miserable every day. And I wake up and I'm completely depressed. So there's there's risk. There's risk on both sides. And I th- I think it's I don't think it's funny. I think it's I I think it's tragic that people choose the easy risk, if that makes sense. You know, like I choose to stay in my fear. I choose to stay in my excessive worry as opposed to choose a different path um, to work toward a different path. You know, it's the same same as recovery as well, you know. Same as getting, you know, very a lot of similar. There, there, there's risk in continuing to shoot heroin in my arm, and there's risk to drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels every day uh, that I might die. But there, you know, uh, people that aren't addicts or alcoholics don't under, you know, some understand. But there's risk in what I'm going to become as well, and when I don't have this as a solution. How the hell am I going to get through life, you know? How am I going to feel good about myself um, when this, whatever this is, this substance, and doesn't even necessarily always have, you know, we know it's not just drugs and alcohol. It's, you know, addiction to, to many certain things, distraction instead of interaction, whether that be uh, work, job, um, you know, money-seeking, um, you know, material Materials um, always I, I, identification with some sort of form of the world identification with not only thinking but with some aspect of the the so-called American dream that was fed um, and has continued to be fed. Um, you know that we identify with with the house we live in, the neighborhood we live in, the car we drive. The you know identification with all these material, you know. Eckhart Tolle calls it form, you know, identification with form that um, causes anxiety. That that that's what places the the pressure or expectation on. Um, I have to I have to live in this certain neighborhood. I gotta maintain this certain status quo, or else I'm a failure. Terrence McKenna calls it culture, mm. and uh, he was real big on. There's a lot of different interviews with him and he'd say you have to kill your culture kill the things that you allow yourself to be defined as or identify that that wipe away the neighborhood you live in forget all titles that really you're just a spiritual being here on earth to live out your purpose Mm -hmm. and 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 that's what it is And, and anything else doesn't really matter right because as i start to allow things to define me, it's only going to cause anxiety with kind of how my expectations and levels and statuses need to grow. If I just completely wipe away that type of thinking and just know that I'm on this journey 
and I'm going to do the best I can with the gifts I got, and I'm going to return these gifts to my God, and I'm going to do my part, take my responsibility, and I'm the the the, the piece with the responsibility is like there's always got to be the finance attached to the responsibility. If I find my purpose, well, sure. maybe my purpose won't make me that much money. So then the fear and the anxiety comes in because you're already spent the money in your mind. It's, I'm not going to be able to afford this. I'm not going to be able to do that, which is all bullshit. Um, to, to some extent. I mean, I always believe that if you truly are living your purpose and, utilizing the gifts that God gave you. Prosperity will come. Prosperity will come and sure. abundance will come because sure. that's just the law of abundance. And so, you know, it's interesting. Um, I am very fortunate to, you know, have other other men I can talk to about stuff, mm-hmm. you know. and uh, Mostly it, relationships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Not just with women, but with, you know. Everybody we encounter, it's always, uh, you know, a lot of anxiety and, and stress also, I think, can't be discounted by the fact that it's initiated a lot through relationships, you know, work relationships, relationships with family, um, not intimate relationships, of course, but a lot of it's initiated with that. And it's funny that you and I find purpose. I know you and your purpose is in alignment with mine, that we're, we're here to serve others and that's our purpose in whatever capacity that looks like for us and and may evolve for for you and I as as either one of us go into the future but I think at at the foundation will always be uh, a purpose to serve others and and to serve our communities and um, but also causes you the greatest you know it causes us the greatest amount of you know, for myself, the greatest amount of distress as well, um, relationships and, and maintaining those relationships, um, you know, and, and for, for me, balance is, is always, always the solution, um, you know, moving out to the woods recently and, and, uh, you know, but still coming in and, and being able to, to balance like my a certain level of solitude with um you know then then coming into the city and and serving my community and and serving other people um but also being able to go out um you know the old i i i can't take care or i can't serve anybody without taking care of myself right. first you know and i can't i can't lead anybody toward I don't know if we can ever really lead anybody toward awakening it's it's uh, you know I, I I don't expect by coming on here to do that I just uh came on here to to basically just have a cool ass discussion with you and and try and explore like you know the possibilities moving forward that that I think have the potential to happen um, and that I, whatever somebody believes their purpose or, or their seeking of their authentic self is for them in their life, that they put effort into doing that and that that's a possibility and, 
and the expectation or pressure that was placed on them is all just just uh you know uh, uh, the misuse of their imagination it's all it's all false most of it and uh i think there's a lot of shifting going on in the world as as it is right now i do believe more people are being awakened mhm and i i almost believe it's kind of like a duty uh to empower others sure uh, empowering i believe is the greatest thing you can do for another human being believing in someone through the journey and the trials and the tribulations that they go through while they're dealing with the anxiety and the fear and stuff empowerment is so uh, vital sure for spiritual awakening um i needed someone to kind of lead me and believe in me and believe in the possibilities that dwelled inside me mm-hmm. for me to believe it myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even then i'll tell you the truth i can't necessarily say i believed it right. you know right. mm-hmm. I, I had to i had to prove to myself mm-hmm. a lot of different things mm-hmm. and you know my we still are hopefully yeah you know my <laughs> old man was always real big you know like i, I remember being a kid and you know ah, I want to grow up, be like you, da, 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 da. Right, right, yeah. And I remember my dad like, no, 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 no. I want you to go further than me. You got to go further. Mm-hmm. Go farther than right. I've ever been. Right, yeah. Right? What's the point of just meeting me where I'm at? Right. You need to right. go further. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, that's the approach I take with everyone that I encounter. You know, I do work in recovery is that I try to empower all these dudes to go further than me. To go right. reach it as far as you can mm-hmm. and and give it away while you're doing it as well. Right. I believe it's the only way that a true planetary shift in consciousness can overcome things of like a anxiety epidemic and, and these things that the environment you have to you have to be so empowered that you empower a community to change your thinking and to change the cycle of anxiety. Sure. <clears throat> I still I I still think it happens on an individual level, you know, something I'm we were, you know, I was taught and I believe in in school are a couple important things were uh, that everyone's the expert in their own life. Like, like I said earlier, like some, someone's own anxiety is so personal to them. Even if there are, even if it's the same across the board, it's still so personal to them. Um, and to also just allow them to be the expert in their life, um, to be curious. Um, I think, that's what I love the most about my job and my my talent that I was given that I found um was that I was just curious I have this curiosity about people and their lives and their experience and what they've been through and like you know a lot of times I don't even feel like I need to have some profound solution for them just listening um just like you said uh you know i think a lot of empowerment comes 
just through listening and, and letting them know that, um, you know, what, what you've been through, however horrific, however tragic, doesn't need to define you moving forward. Yes, it's, it's part of your experience. We all have our pain. Um, it's, uh, our pain is all relative to each of us. Um, but, it, but in the process of moving forward, um, being able to share the truth, my truth that I believe is that I don't have to victimize myself Right, and attach right. myself to that pain and to that false belief system and to that anxiety that I create uh, and to all those scenarios that are, are not going to happen. But through work, I can do something else. And, and through work, I can find awakening and find my own truth, whatever that means to me, you know. And, and the listening and the curiosity and just being present with somebody like even with you here right now, just being present in this moment. And like right now I'm not thinking about, you know, I, I got, I do have an hour plus whatever the fuck drive home tonight, <laughs> you know, and I could easily be sitting here right now yeah. worrying about that. And, and past me would be sitting here worrying about that shit. And worrying about not only that, but am I going to, like, is some asshole going to pull out in front of me? Or, you know, what do I got to do tomorrow? Um, what's my day look like? You know, I'm, I'm planning out my entire weekend. I'm planning out my entire month, you know, allowing myself, even right here, right now, knowing that I have the capability of listening to that anxiety in the background that... I can just be present with you having this experience right here, right now. And I try, I strive to do that wherever I go. <clears throat> Not only, I mean, especially at work. I mean, because a lot of my work is, our work is sitting down with other people and talking and hearing their experience and sharing our own experience and trying to present solutions and trying to explore what they're willing to do and not do and um you know and b but s striving to do that for me I strive to do that everywhere and that takes me out of that identification with thought you know sometimes I need to take a few conscious breaths sometimes I need to do some other emotional regulation stuff but I function best when I am just present in the moment detached from all thought yeah. um, and uh, unless there's some activity or something I need to be doing or you know if I'm building this or if I'm typing or writing up this like using my mind for that purpose and not not having my mind use me but 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 also when I'm in relationship with another human being um, that I'm I'm present in that moment and nothing is going on up here that is distracting me or taking me out of this moment like not just with you but with a client or with uh checking a, your phone uh, check, yeah <laughs> pulling out my yeah. pulling out my phone cuz I really don't give a right. shit about what you got to say exactly uh you know my like, anxiety is up so I'm going to like bust up a you know, my phone <laughs> happens all the time. And, uh, 
anymore. They got a term for it. I don't know, it was a flubbing or flu- you know, yeah. snubbing somebody off of the phone, flubbing or something. That shit's called. But uh, I was yeah, thinking. I mean, I that's that that for for me, that's it. And and I can and and I'm grateful. Probably the thing I'm most grateful for is that I can do that without being with somebody. It's 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 easy to be with somebody like you somebody i have common thought with you know a handful of our other supports my other supports yours we have separately um it's easy it's easiest to be present in those moments um or even with somebody that we're getting to know whether it be at work or whatever i believe it's 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 hardest with people that we have a history with yeah um and i believe it's hardest with ourselves I believe the anxiety comes out strongest with people that we have history with. Uh, A lot of times parents, uh, even if parents have been loving and supportive, uh, you know, I'm an only child, but, you know, I'm siblings, um, you know, other people that are just, you know, just toxic, you know, not, not necessarily for me, but. You know, it's hardest to be present there, and it's hardest to be present and out of out of the scenarios I build in my head when I'm by myself. And if, uh, if for me, it's it's most important that I I can live with me without without needing to distract. Uh, you know, some some. Times it's necessary. I mean, I I like sitting on the couch and binge watching some Netflix. I like, you know, uh, you know, I'll go out, I'll go out in the yard, I'll go out in the yard and do some yard work to just. I still think you're present with yourself when you do that. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I I would, I would disagree in that. That's that's a distraction. I'm not saying it's unhealthy. I think it. I think again with balance. It becomes unhealthy if I'm coping with my anxiety and coping right. coping with yeah. Yeah. with my overthinking by binge watching something every fucking night of the week. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, I get home from work, I hit the kicking couch. in the disorder. Right, yeah. I, I get home from work, I hate my job. I get home, I lay down on the couch, I grab my pillow, and my blanket, I binge watch four episodes of whatever, and you know, I go and do it the next fucking day. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. uh, you know, I think, I think that <laughs> unfortunately happens a lot. Um, you know, but it's I, common. You know, with streaming now and television, television is huge. It's the greatest escape. You know, I don't watch much TV. You know, I'll watch a few shows with my old man, and I'll watch some sports and stuff. But for the most part, you know, it's funny. I look back and like I've spent most the last four years like alone mm-hmm. and uh live alone and i can be present with myself mm-hmm. and and i can do things like i, I learned how to just roll mm-hmm. solo mm-hmm. i can go and have dinner by myself mm-hmm. and not need to fuck with the phone mm-hmm. and, you know i can do a lot of these things a lot of that stuff, like I, 
I think was just due to multiple spiritual awakenings mm-hmm. and being comfortable in my own skin. It took me sure. You know, I don't. I wouldn't even say that I'm 100 percent comfortable in my own skin. I I think it's always like a work in progress. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I had this question for you. Do you believe that someone could be like almost addicted to their anxiety? That without it, they wouldn't know what to do. Oh yeah, I mean. That, that's absolutely. I mean, I think that's at the essence of what 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 we're talking about. I mean, but why would I want to get rid of it if I'm addicted to it? Exactly. That's that's why most don't. <laughs> you know, that's why most don't. I mean, I, I, I you don't have to know. wait for the anxiety to become I, a problem. I, I think sure. I think I think some of it is. Um just comfortability um you know it's comfortable for me it's just what i'm used to to plan out my entire week and my entire month and i'm not judging either i mean this is you know some you know for for some people they live happy full lives and 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 they need that and that adds to their life and um structure right um, and, and structure is important for me. It takes out, you know, uh, some, some level of spontaneity or, or like it, it takes away from allowing the universe to come to me and hand me something else that may not be part of Justin's plan. Yeah, I mean, I like. See, I'm addicted to spontaneity, quite a bit. Right. I like to just improv my life, and uh, you know, I don't. Uh, uh, it's just a way. It wasn't always that way, but it's become that way because I feel that I get the most out of life through spontaneous living. Because to tell you the truth, I I need the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels good, you know. I need the dopamine, you know. I, you know, I just need it. I, yeah. I, I need to live that yeah. that life because yeah. if it's all planned and routine, yeah, uh, I'll get bored. I like both. I, you know, I, I do best for me personally with uh, with a certain level of structure, uh, but also allowing the universe to come to me and be spontaneous. Also, you know, I, I find at least for me and where I'm at right now, that's where I function best yeah so we've got two minutes we've got two minutes i appreciate you inviting me on the show uh, man last words (laughs) you wanna you wanna dude you're putting too much (laughs) fucking pressure on now now come on come on now now i got anxiety for the first time this whole yeah yeah, yeah. you know like uh but you know like i said man i uh, I haven't met Vince, but uh, I just want to give a shout out to Vince if you're watching, or I know I'm sure you will watch. Uh, that uh, we gave your show, uh, uh, did your show justice, and uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to sit in, and thank you, my friend, for allowing me to sit in. Anytime, and, brother. Uh, Anytime. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know. So I want to let everybody know, too, we have these discussions 
daily. All the time. <laughs> we'll have to get you <laughs> on again. Without we'll being in front of a microphone. Sure, but you know. yeah, yeah. I liked uh, it. Good. So good. thank you. This is the human condition.